is the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. So, all right, so what, what were you saying? Uh, what was I saying? I was just basically saying artists like Division, artists like Janae Aiku, artists like Bryson Tiller, artists like, uh, let's see, who else can we ramble off here? Chloe and Halle. Uh, uh, there's a ton of artists, man. Jasmine Sullivan, I absolutely love her music. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of artists out there that I feel like this is not a healthy blend. I think there needs to be a resurgence of R&B. That's just my opinion. I think there needs to be a way to pull people back into that genre of music. I can say um, I had heard of uh, you said her. I'd heard I, the, oh. I, I, I didn't I didn't know that. I'm sure that I've uh, heard the music someplace, but I didn't like so many other artists. I didn't know who it was or where it came from. And I just so happened to catch me one song that's playing over the PA system in a in a in a restaurant or in a a, a grocery store, and I'll jump on it then. But I had never heard of uh, her before. Oh, you'll like her though, man. She's authentic. She makes her own music, and she's an artist. I mean, artist in the sense of she's a creator. Is she, so, real, is she a real NDRE type person? Uh, she's, she, she reminds you of similar like a like a, a new age Alicia Keys. She plays all of her instruments. She writes her own music, that type of thing. So you, you'll appreciate it, man. She's a real organic type, authentic type artist. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I I'll, I'll check her out. I'll check her out. No frills, no makeup. I mean, no, you know, no glitz and glamour. She's just a true artist. Okay, cool. cool. I, th- I think one thing that um I've noticed with a lot of the R&B artists that I had got exposed to earlier on. Um, I'm, I'm using Missy Elliott for an example. Like I was, I was a big Missy fan. I liked her. She's really creative. Um, I liked her music. I felt like they were, they really revolutionized their sound. And a lot of the artists that came out underneath her, um, like Jasmine Sullivan's uh, uh, tweet. Um, it was like Timbaland and Magoo. Um, there was a lot of groups that kind of came from underneath that umbrella. I don't see a lot of artists these days um, kind of endorsing these new artists. So because of that, I, like her, had, had you all not introduced me to her, I, I never would have heard of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of those artists that I had mentioned earlier, you know, it was like they, they had established artists that might have, yeah. uh, you know, they, they, they found them. Uh, they brought them on the scene. They worked with them. They, they featured them on their music. They featured them on them songs. And mm-hmm. that's how I, I got a lot of introduction. Uh, to a lot of those artists but yeah i don't, I don't see that these days uh, I they came like out as a team a, they were part of the team yeah, yeah it's, there's been like a rise of uh it seems like new record labels i feel like a lot of uh, uh labels these days they're not signed to the majors a lot of them are independent so they're not getting that big push so a lot of them mm-hmm. they're you know a lot of good music you're just not hearing unless you're you're tapped in unless you into the radio and you're mm-hmm. and you're checking out these stations you're not really getting exposed to a lot of new music. I'm I'm one of them. Yeah. But let's but see, you're at the mercy of your production team and your marketing team. Like J. Cole, man, we know J. Cole's been making great music for years, right? But J. Cole went independent. I mean, he was a rock nation for a while. Um, I don't know if he's still at the moment with Rock Nation. Um, somebody can correct me on that if I'm wrong, but they didn't promote him the way they should have. I mean, when he first came out, they didn't promote him the way they should have. But like her, I mean, artists like that, I mean. For one, we're not going to concerts. You know that is COVID. So we're just coming out of COVID. So it's not like we're really getting in front of, you know, concerts and seeing artists. But um, to your point, it comes down to 
you mentioned a couple artists that just were great artists. Tweet is a phenomenal singer. I mean, a phenomenal singer. If you ask 10 people, only two might know who she is. Mm. She smoking cigarettes. Remember that song? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Oh yeah. man, Tweet, Tweet's voice was amazing. She went through some issues. She had bouts with depression, self-image issues. Um, she struggled as an artist because she didn't have that support system. Like like uh, Maganu, they, his nickname was Magoo. They, uh, Mr. Magoo, they called him Maganu. Uh, I know all about it. Remember when they used the Night Rider beat? Him and, and oh, Temple. Come on, man. Yeah, what you know yeah. about that? Yeah. yeah so yeah, man. Yeah, those, those yeah. artists. I mean, I remember those artists, but they just don't get the. They didn't get the love, man. They weren't mainstream. And then you have the old standbys that are still performing now and are still uh, uh, creating new music. A lot of uh, um, particularly performances, I'm thinking of someone in particular, Mary J. Blige is still doing well before the um, pandemic. This this woman was, <clears throat> a lot of people feel that she's not the greatest vocalist, uh, but the feeling is there. The feeling is there and, and the performances. She's, she's one person I, I uh, uh, in terms of old school that I really wish I'd been able to go to one of her concert concerts. It just seems like she's, she's got great. Energy. She is. She's got great fucking she energy, man. All she's got to do is get a move. Yeah, I'm gonna say all she's got to do is get up on the stage and some guy boots and dance around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's dancing real. And she would man. have everybody, men, women, old, black, white, whatever you want to call it. They'll be they'll be trying to do the Mary. Everybody knows what the Mary dance looks like. You, you can't quite describe it, uh, but everybody mm -hmm. knows what it is. Mm -hmm. So, hey, uh, hey Brody, Brody, let me interrupt you right quick. No, there's no, there's no holleration in this dancery. No so holleration or hateration. <laughs> I didn't know. My friend, my friend Lavender had to tell me what the fuck. I mean, I had an idea what a dancery was, but I'm singing it and I'm reciting it, and it's it's awesome. It, it flows off the tongue. It, it flows, but I, I had no idea what a fucking dancery was. What is, she had, what is a dancery? A place where you go, a place you go, a motherfucking dance, a club, oh, I, or yeah, you know, you. whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? But I never heard that word before. I thought she made it up for years. So, I, thought she I never made it heard up. that word. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. yeah. Before What's that, holleration. Song, no hate, holler, We all know what holleration is. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fighting and drama. Loud noise, drama, bullshit. Yeah, party and bullshit. And what, what is I'm, hateration? Hey, we all know what hateration. Now we all know what hateration is. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that was the word either. I think she just fucking thought of it one day when she was in a goddamn recording booth, and now I was there. Now it was the thing, you know. Uh, but I would love to go to one of her, one of her, uh, one of her live shows. Also, another woman that I want to mention that people don't really talk about now, but I would love to go to one of her live shows would be uh, Truth Hurts. I love her fucking music. It's awesome. Yeah. My, older, mm. my oldest brother introduced me to her. You know what I'm saying? Uh, she was bad as hell, man. She was fantastic, man. I would love to go to one of her shows. Miss, Miss, I don't know. I know that Misty is still making music, but I don't know if it comes in the form of whole albums. I know she's backing mm -hmm. a lot of people, as you were speaking about a moment ago, Jason, but uh, I don't know if she's doing whole albums now. For all I know, she is. But I would love to go to one of her shows. Mm -hmm. So they're out there. And and and, and people who would make uh, uh, the youth of today feel that way, they're out there. They make great music, but... Uh, for me personally, I don't want to dig for it, which is laziness on my part. So I'm more apt to go into a, uh, a, a grocery store and hear it on a PA system. And then I got to fucking find it. And now I'm exposed to not only the entirety mm -hmm. of their album that the song was on, but people that they're associated with or people who might have been featured on the album, that sort of thing for me, you know. But I, I'll be the first to say I'm, I'm lazy when it comes to I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in terms of, uh, 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 and you spoke of this a moment ago, Wayne, I'm comfortable in what it is that I grew up with. It's comfort food. As Terrence was saying earlier, it's a guilty 
pleasure, but I could stand to be more exposed. I definitely could. And I've listened to what uh, some of you have mentioned about these newer artists, some of the older artists, and I'm, 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 I'm making mental notes. I'm going to go and find them. You know, who, you know who depresses me, though? Who's that? You know, who de- you know who depresses me immediately when I hear her voice? Anita, Anita Baker. Uh, now, now, hold on now. <laughs> hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. We all have our personal preferences, but I love my mom introduced my siblings and I, my brother, sister, and I to her on a big motherfucker. Y'all were talking about past memories on a big motherfucking mm-hmm. stereo. Tall as a child. It's got the eight tracks yeah. on one side. The record players on the other fucking side. Sunday morning, Saturday morning, it's time to clean up uh, at the church. I need a baker guy to go up there. Fucking Pat LaBelle going up there. All the fucking mm-hmm. places. The Vandros going up there. I know Terrence. <laughs> it's not all about them, but I love yeah, fucking Anita fucking Baker. I hope she never dies. Her music is awesome. And by the way, she's still making it now. She's still doing music too. I, I just have this question. Like, is it, is it, is it more of what I believe it is, but I'm gonna pose this question to y'all. Like, is it more of what the alpha executive said? Like is these artists who make good music, are they at the mercy of their um, publishing, advertising teams um, to get their music out there? and heard by people, you know, like, are they not getting, are there, are they not getting the representation that they deserve? Is it, is it, is it more of a thing like, you know, motherfuckers in suits um, and, and, and at, sitting at uh, tables in meetings, you know, saying like, let's, let's, let's push this bullshit before we push this good shit. Is it more of that? I believe it is. Um, I believe it's. A, I believe it's a, 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 a an amalgamation of things. The biggest uh, two components being that is one of them because they know what the fuck is going to sell. Excuse me, what's going to sell in this day and age, and what's going to uh, have the most light cast on it. What's going to make the biggest waves? The sort of music, music and artistry is going to make the biggest wave, biggest waves. But I also believe that um, a lot of the newer artists and even some of the older ones are afraid to make to make music in the way that they want to make it. Uh, you mentioned, um, I, somebody mentioned Puffy earlier and Mark, you were saying, fuck him. And I, I feel the same way, fuck that motherfucker. Puffy wasn't the only Puffy out there in the world at that point in time. And I think, uh, but he was the most uh, uh, open with it, the most proud of it. I think one of the reasons we're not seeing a whole lot of uh, great music, at least uh, that's, that's out there in front of us is because a lot of other artists began to understand, understand they came to understand that um, it wasn't just Puffy who was doing the bullshit, shitting all over people, uh, buying the catalogs from him for peanuts and then not selling it back to him like he did to fucking Maze, shitting all over people, 3LW, all these fucking groups. So I think that is a major part of it. And then there's uh, the other part of it is, like I was saying, motherfuckers are just afraid to make good fucking music. They're afraid to not go along with the wave of this horse shit that is being pumped out into the world. Yeah. Well, you remember the movie, you remember the movie mm-hmm. Brown Sugar, which I might add was a trash movie. <laughs> uh, that, that movie was absolutely horrible with Sinai Lathan. I love her, but the movie was ass. Um, you remember in that movie, they had this silly caricature uh, of yeah. the Dalmatians, right? The Dalmatians. I, remember that? Yeah. The rapping Dalmatians. Yeah. It was a black dude. <laughs> they, did it, they did the remix of The Girl Is Mine. The Girl, yeah. yeah. And, I, and yeah. I remember watching, I'll never, I'll never forget, I never forget watching. I was like, this movie's already trash, right? But I kept thinking to myself, how much worse can this movie get? You really have a caricature. This is never like this wouldn't even this doesn't even have believability to it. Like the whole purpose of a movie is suspended disbelief. Right. 
it immediately took me out of the, the my whole area of disbelief. I said, this is just ass at this point. So when I'm watching it, I'm thinking to myself, the Dalmatians is not a good representation of the trash music that we see now. But what's crazy, though, is it absolutely is. Like, that's right all now, there is. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, mm-hmm. I remember watching the movie. I said, that's not. I remember telling myself, like, that's not a good crossover representation of how bad the music It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad, but it's not that bad. But now, oh, my God. Like, honestly, the Dalmatians might sound better than some of the stuff that's on the radio. It was fucking prophetic. But you know yeah, what? I, I think to answer what, what my answer to what Mark is saying is a lot of it has to do with the money aspect. Huge part has to do with the money aspect. In other words, if we think about all the music kind of genres that we're thinking about, they came, like Jay was saying, with a team. You know, whether it was Bad Boy, Death Row, So So Deaf, Mix A Lot, Slip and Slide, um, uh, Def Jam. You know, they, they came with a team and the team put on the new artists, rock, you know, Rockefeller, the team put on the new artists and then the new artists got a chance to shine off the team's namesake. But now everybody wants to be independent. Mm. Everybody wants their own Spotify. Everybody wants their own, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just with me. I, it's just me, you know, because they want, instead of, you know, okay, you know, uh, Def Jam is about to go out and you got Red Man, you got Method Man, you got, you know, saying all these artists, uh, uh, Eric, uh, Eric B, uh, Eric B. You know what I'm saying? You got all these different artists that are coming out on this one ticket, and now they got to split the profits. So now everybody knows. Okay, there's some big money to be made with this music scene. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. It's it's Big Dub album. I'm on Big Dub's back. I'm the only one who made this album. I don't have no features. I ain't on features with nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Think, you know, Cash Money Records, like all those, all those power hitters, they were a team. Yeah. And if one made it, they all made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and now Chingy, Chingy probably ain't had no business being with, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, what was it? Um, Ludicrous. who was he with? Yeah, but who was the team? Uh, disturbing the peace. He was a Nelly. He was a disturbing the peace. He ain't had no business being with disturbing the peace, but he made he made the cut. So if you like, if the team win the champ, if the team win the championship, everybody get a ring. Yeah. But nowadays, music is kind of like, hey, it's some real money to be. It was real money to be made then, but you back then, you were willing to take a back seat until it was your turn. At least for a little to be while. the headliner. Right. Yeah. Until it was, you know what I'm saying? Drop an album, get some, get some name out there. You know what I'm saying? And then by the time your second album come out, now you're on the forefront. You know what I'm saying? That's like um, you know, uh, you know, Aerostar Records, Sony, all them, they they would they would categorize, okay, here's here's our demographic that we want to package. And they all kind of look and sound the same, not necessarily in the words that they were saying, but kind of their approach. You know what I'm saying? You could tell a social deaf artist from mm-hmm. a, a slip and slide artist. You know what I'm saying? Always. You could tell, oh yeah, they must be with Death Row. Yeah, I could tell from the things he's mentioning or 
or the or the, the way his the beat sound or whatever the case may be, they were packaged that way. But now everybody want to do their own thing. But the problem is they don't have a team to guide them. So now they all just sound the same because they just going off what's hot instead of what the team is saying. Nah, this 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 right here is social death. So social death, what we do, we have we have 808. The track come in slow. You know what I'm saying? It got a good bass bump or this is Def Jam. You know, it got it got a raw, gritty sound to it. You know, it has like a like an urban city feel that if you want to be a part of Def Jam, that's the way you're going to do it. And you know what I'm saying? So when those artists would come into those camps, they would understand, okay, I'm with, you know what I'm saying? Timberland group, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, like Jay was saying earlier, Missy, Tim, Magoo, you know, all those uh, um, sweet, um, all those artists, they had a similar sound to them, but that Aaliyah. was okay. Be- yep. it, it, gave, it gave you a reference to identify them with. And then you could lock in on whether or not you were willing to accept what they had to say and give them a chance. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, who the fuck is this person? It's a new artist, but they with this camp. I like this camp. Let me give them a chance to shine. But now everybody's independent. So everybody is, is mimicking the same, you know, the top the top 100 on the billboard, this is the sound that's hot. It's got to have, you know what I'm saying, 10, you know what I'm saying, it's got to have 100 beats per minute, and it's got to have this amount of hi-hat, and it's got to have this these type of ad-libs, and it's got to, all this type of crazy shit. Instead of just understanding, okay, this camp can guide me. So I think, for me, that's the that's the biggest issue. They don't have teams no more. And like, term- there's no, everybody's out for self. Everybody wants to be a Gladys Knight, but not ever have served in, uh, with the Pips. Everybody wants right. to be a Michael Jackson, but never been a part of the Jackson Five. Everybody wants to be a Beyonce uh, and never been with uh, 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 Destiny's Child. Child. Or everybody which, wants. Which one every, of the, which wait, one wait, of the minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everybody <laughs> wants to be a. Um, uh, 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 an Ozzy Osbourne, but never served with Black Sabbath. So to me, all of these things, what you're talking about, Wayne, is a form, to me, as far as I'm concerned, not that I've ever done anything musically, uh, I've never been a part of a, group, of a group or anything like that when it comes to music, but I think of it in terms, uh, it's, it, it, to me, it's akin to boot camp. You have to be able to build yourself up and build yeah. up who and what you are and what your flavor is and it yeah. might take a couple of albums, might take a couple of years, might take many Master years. your craft, right? yeah. But you, yeah, but you can't start out as a Tina Turner and never have been a part of the group that she was a part of before, always Ike Turner. It's, but it, a big part of that to me is ego. I keep coming back to narcissism on these podcasts. A lot of, uh, when it comes to uh, what it is we're getting now, a great amount of it is due to, is due to uh, narcissism. You can't be, I don't believe, if you're a musician, or an artist who's a part of, who's a part of a group, you can't be you can't reach your zenith without sowing your oats first, without doing the work with the group. Being a part of a group, or as you say, Wayne, a part of a camp, that illustrates what your weaknesses are to you and your strengths. And it's some these are things that you work on yeah. as time goes on. But you don't come out the fucking door as a Michael Jackson, having never served as a part of the goddamn Jackson Five. It's just not the way that it works. So and, and it can I suppose that it can work that way. I think it can work that way from time to time. But I think it's a rarity. And at best, you'll probably be a one-hit wonder if you start off that way. That's the way I feel. There are always exceptions to the rule, but that's how it is that I feel when it comes to that. It's all about ego. It's all about me, 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 me. I'm going to shine. Everybody else can fuck off. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you can't. It's okay to be a hot boy 
before you are a little way. That's what I'm saying. Or, or uh, I like that. You know, or uh, a, 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 a member of Instinct before you are Justin Timberlake or whoever the fuck else. So ego plays a massive part. And why we're not seeing, why it's not as evident, quality music, whether it's R&B, hip hop, rap, pop, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That plays a big part in why we're not seeing these things, why we're not, why they're not at the forefront as they used to be, because they used to have to make your bones first. You had to do that first. You built yourself up. Your group built you up. You built one another up. And then you go off into your own little side projects and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I feel about it. People's, right, well, egos, people's egos are just too large. They're outsized. I mean, it, it must be tough being an artist. Like, I'm, I'm going to take Snoop, for example. I'm, I'm a big Snoop fan. I remember Doggy Style when it came out. I remember how that album made me feel. Like, when I seen anybody from that death row camp with a music video or, or the sound, that Dr. Dre sound, just that feel, the, the visuals, it, it took you to L.A. It took you to Compton. It, it took you there, you know? Yeah. And as, as much as an artist want to have that room to create, um, I'm seeing a lot of these artists from then, they're rapping today and they're putting out this music. And as much as I want them to be versatile and, and, and for the music to, for it to have grown from 20, 30 years ago, you know, we're growing with them. You know, they raised a lot of us off their music. As much as I'm wanting them to, I, I feel like I'm missing that in the music. I, I see artists like Snoop, you know, they're coming out with these albums. And a lot of times I don't want to see them show versatility in their music. You know, when they go and they're collaborating with these artists, the sound, they don't sound the same. It, it, it's not Snoop. When I think of Snoop, I'm thinking about that laid back flow. I'm thinking about that certain style, that certain persona. I'm not getting that in the music now. A lot of them artists that we grew up on, um, and maybe it's just hip hop I'm speaking about. I feel like with R&B music, I mean, you're able to grow. I mean, you're always gonna be attracted to women. You're always gonna see a beautiful woman. You're gonna you're gonna be intoxicated by her by her fragrance when you walk past her. You're gonna always appreciate a sundress. You're gonna always appreciate just the <laughs> just just the nature just the nature the of a woman. You know? yeah, just the nature, yeah, just the nature of a woman. You're always gonna be able to make a love song. But I feel like a lot of these gangster rappers is like, how long can you be gangbang? You know, I mean, you 50. You're not in the hood no more. You're not in the streets. I mean, it's like I know y'all remember when y'all saw the uh, was like that scene and all eyes on me when. Uh, it was a Vegas scene right before Pop was about to get uh, popped. And he had that scene with Suge, and he was talking about how he wanted to get the uh, Death Row East and how he was wanting to, uh, yeah. He was, he, he, he gave, uh, he passed Suge a CD, and it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a Blackberry Molasses. Was that, was that the group? It was a song, Blackberry Molasses. It was like a Mr. conscious, Mr. It, it was like a conscious song, you know, and that coming from the group was called Mr. Pocket. Right, right. At that time, Pac was on, you know, raw, raw. You know, he was he was riding. Uh, his his music was real aggressive, and uh, and that scene when he handed Suge that that that, that CD, uh, you know, Suge kind of you know joke with him like, you know, what's the soft stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, get that out of here, you know, because he had this persona. And I think about that sometimes. You know, had Tupac, you know, had he not met an early demise and he was with us today, you know, where his music would be. I mean, I don't know if he'd still be on that aggressive. Um, type of music, or if, if it would have, you know, progressed to something where it could be almost like kind of teeter-tartering on some R&B, 
maybe maybe collaborating with artists like Raphael Sabit, you know, how his music would be today. You know, I you think about his music, I mean, the songs that kind of, you know, resonate in our brains. It was a lot of music that you hear on different stations on the radio. It's not just hip hop stations. A lot of his music had that crossover appeal to where it was, it was pretty much soul music, you know? <laughs> the music and, and the words and the lyricism, the things that he was saying was this music that it just, it just surpassed the times. But uh, I think Snoop even came out with a gospel album, you know, came out with a reggae album. It's like things like that from Snoop was like, I'm not Snoop Lion. You know, Snoop, Snoop Lion. Lion, you know, it's like <laughs> I didn't even want to bother picking it up, you know. Right. That's to me, that, you know, it's not Snoop, but he's just one of those artists where you're always going to associate him with a certain persona. Mm -hmm. Like artists like that, I feel like by me thinking of that is like, you had asked a, a question earlier about, um, you know, pretty much the suits in the music industry. When you have a big power behind your music and your movement, um, are they really having a real effect on the type of music that you're putting out and what, um, you know, they're producing? And I believe a lot of artists, um, even though they've been in the game for years and, uh, you know, they have their, their market, they know how to make an album, they know how to make a hit. I feel like a lot of them, you know, they're they're kind of limiting their creativity just based off that fact alone. They they know their market and they know it works. I feel like times when I seen those different directions that artists were going, uh, sexual was a sexual eruption. That was the one song that I think Snoop put out. <laughs> that, uh, it was kind of like on a, on a on a funky '70s feel, kind of funky. Yeah, you know, kind of had like. Kind of had earth, wind, and fire kind of vibes in it. The music video I thought was dope. Like that was one moment where he kind of stepped outside himself and put out some music that I was really digging. But outside of that, it's like I have certain artists. I have a certain ideal of how they sound. They, they put out a certain style of music, and I'm not really wanting them to very pretty much variate too much from that. <laughs> I want to say uh, you just made me think randomly. You said people have been in this game for years. Immediately, I started thinking about the Ten Crack Commandments. I've been in this game for years. It made me an made animal. Me an animal. I, wrote me, I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step -step booklet for you to get. That's what it, so the whole time I was thinking about that, man, when you said that, I, I, I thought about that, yeah. Just took me back. Took me by. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's it's a, I, I'm going to put it out there. I think it's a, a corporate ploy, a yep, measure yep, of yep, divide yep. and conquer. Because yep. when we think about how those, like I said, those camps, powerhouses, straight up powerhouses in the music industry. You know what I mean? Like, you, you think of like, you know, uh, Cash Money Records, No Limit Records, mm. Disturbing the Peace. Yeah. Uh, when you think of those type of powerhouses, the record labels were at their disposal. Yeah. Like they could not tell Master P, no, we're not going to do that. They couldn't tell Mystical, no, we're not going to do that. They couldn't when, when tell. He wasn't in, when he wasn't in prison. Yeah, go ahead. They couldn't tell, you know what I'm saying? These these artists, no, because they were part of a powerhouse who had a bigger, you know, uh, 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 a bigger authority than they do individually. So these these the corporation said, you know what, let's 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 make individuals richer than a group. And that, that way they'll self-destruct. 
And then that way they don't mind being a solo artist with no other body on, uh, you know, on their album. They don't mind dropping just two singles and then waiting for the next go round to come around. They don't mind not putting out a whole album. They don't mind not getting, you know, uh, uh, rights to their masters or they don't mind uh, certain type of copyrights to be uh, utilized. They won't mind all these type of things that will inherently damage them in the long run because they don't have nobody to back them up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like any member of Wu-Tang, if they went to a, if they, if they say, Hey, we're, we're, this is what we want to do with our new album. This is the direction we want to go. Them record labels had no Who's gonna tell power them no? Who's to gonna tell them, them no. no. That's right. Like, nah, you can't do that. No, no. Sorry, you got not that kind of album. Like they had no power to tell them no. But now because everybody's standing on their own, they don't have that same ability to actually have that stronghold in the music industry. They don't have the ability to say no. This, I as a as a as a member of Death Row Records, this is what we are gonna do, Sony. This is how this new album is gonna be. This is when it's gonna come out. This is a new artist that we're gonna sign. Like they didn't, they don't have that ability now. And corporations figured out, hey, you know what? If we could break them up, they'll be easier for us to manipulate in the long run. Yeah, I rather think there's a whole lot to what it is you're saying, man. And in the end, they are still signed to the record label. So whatever whatever occurs, the record label still makes the money in the long run. Yeah. They still well, make the money in the long run, yeah. Well, we saw what happened with NWA, right? I mean, they, they found a way to break that group up basically by isolating, as you mentioned earlier, you got to find the most um, ambitious, the most uh, egotistical, the one who's the most hungry. There's always one dude in the group who's um who has his own agenda mm. and so what they did was they they, they, they focused in on that yeah. so 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 with that let me ask you this question who is that in this group <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking man I, uh, i'm joking all right carry on very nice very nice Damn. i think that when people um when you know your power as a unit <laughs> as you were speaking about <laughs> When you were speaking about uh, Wayne, when you were speaking about uh, Wu-Tang and, and, and all of us yeah. have spoken in some way, shape, form, or fashion about these other groups, I think it's important to know your power, uh, know the power you have mm -hmm. within your unity. If you your know unit. the, and this is why um, Wu-Tang Clan is still going strong even now. Yes, there have been members who have died. Yes, there have been members, members who've done their own thing. But every now and again, they'll get back together, they'll reunite, and they'll do a, uh, another album. Because they know their strength lies in their unity. Each of them mm -hmm. is uh, individually uh, talented, gifted, outspoken. You know, don't give a fuck. All of those things. But they know what they, they know where the power stands. Yeah. Who's the master? They know they're the master. They mm -hmm. know that they are collectively the master. And so uh, that's one of the things to me that is most dangerous about having some person who wants to be an outlier in a group in a situation. Yeah. I remember. Mark and I had a conversation years and years and years ago about when he was a kid, he thought when he when he heard the name X-Men, he thought of Wolverine, like so always. many, always Wolverine. Wolverine is a great character. This is in terms of what we're talking about. Right. But Wolverine is not the sum total of the X-Men. There's Cyclops, there's Storm, there's there's Phoenix, there's they're all the bishop, all these characters. 
the book, this is why the Wolverine book, the comic, which, you know, I still collect the comics now that they've been doing it my whole life. It doesn't sell as well as the X-Men, as the collective. So when you're talking about, when we're speaking of these groups, whether they're R&B, whether they're, uh, if, if they're uh, rap groups or whatever, groups like Wu-Tang Clan have it right. And they've had it right for 30 years. They've, they've had it right for 30 years. Know yeah. where your power stands, even in the face of uh, reprimands or threats from the record label. Know where your power stands. Your power stands within your unity. Yes, there can be Wolverines within the group, but Wolverine is not the whole of the goddamn group. Um, I know, uh, Mark, I know plenty of other people who felt like uh, when they heard the name X-Men, the first fucking character they thought of was Wolverine. <laughs> The first fucking character, because he was considered the outlier. <laughs> yeah, he was considered the outlier in the group. But the truth is, Wolverine ain't shit without the rest of the goddamn X-Men. Get out of here, man. Get out of here, I have been, I have been a fan. <laughs> of the, I, no, 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 no. I, I'm a person in a group who's been reading comics uh, for 30, 30 plus motherfucking years, 35, 40 years. So, who, can, who can stop Wolverine, man? The, the point, I'm not, I'm not, the debate isn't whether he's a great character or not, but he cannot support the line on his own. The He's unstoppable. He cannot support the line on his own. The same as Ghostface Killer can't support the line. On, yes, he's talented. Method Man. Yes, he's talented. Yes, he's, these people are, these artists are talented. But don't forget how you got to where the fuck you are. Wolverine didn't start off on his own. He started off with the X-Men. You're saying and, and, and they're, he's a lot less interesting um, when you take the team out of the equation. That's right. He doesn't have anybody to bounce off of. Yeah, he, he well, and these, cor these, corpora these corporations, these record labels, these PDDs and assholes and assorted assholes, uh, have figured that out. So, there always needs to be some fucking person who wants to be an outlier before the fucking group has even begun, before the, the success collectively has, 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 has made a thing of itself. You know, look at Beyonce. Hold look on, at I'll child. say this, I'll say this. We we throwing a lot of shots at Diddy, man. But Diddy, Diddy will make you a fucking star, man. I ain't no, gonna he will, but man. you, you Diddy, won't have any got. He will, but you won't have any goddamn money. You won't have hey, a fucking he, career. Hey, Twenty years Diddy, old. Hey, you Diddy, won't be able to... Diddy, Diddy is for the art, not the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, he... no, 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 he's not. He's for the money, not the art. <laughs> he's a scumbag and an asshole. No, Anybody I'm saying who's... he gonna. Hey, if it's one thing I will say, man. Fuck P Diddy. Fuck him. That, nah. <laughs> Agreed. Bad, Fuck. bad Fuck boy, bad boy was a force to be, be reckoned with. with, but not for because of P. Diddy. But year, not because of You're not listening. Not because of him. Because of the artist that he exploited and fucked over in the long run. Not because who, of him. Not because of who, him. Who? who well, I'm not saying. I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he had the talent. I'm not saying he had the artistry. He's what the puppet I am master. saying, what I am saying, he had some way, some way, shape, or form. He had the connections. He did, and he and he had the, the money, uh, persistent to get certain people in a position to give us what we all knew and love as Bad Boy Records. Until they became too big for his fucking ego, and then he had his shit all over. For decades, he's been shitting on Mace for decades. He was shitting on Biggie. He shitted on he's he shitted on Dream. So many other people. This is something that I know about. He's a scumbag. So, hey, yes, but let's be real. Yes, let's yes, be real. He, it's two he, things. He, one, one, you either got to read your own contract 
or two, you did read it, but you still were with it to say to yourself, he's still going to make me a star. Nah, but why would you want to take advantage of somebody like that? You know, I'm somebody, not talking about somebody him. who wanted them put their art out there and that's hungry. Right. I'm not talking about why him. Why would you want to take advantage? Why would you want to do I, that though? Why I'm would not you want to be a about his, from the beginning? I'm not talking about his moral, his moral character. I'm not talking about his I'm not talking about his moral character or his values. I'm talking about in a business sense. If you are if you are an artist. And you have the opportunity back then. I ain't talking about now, because now, I mean, he, he he's not really ingrained in the music like that. But I'm talking about when he was well, on his grind. Young, yeah. Off of them motherfuckers, off their backs. He is. I mean, let's be real. A lot of white people are too, but we don't. I mean, but well, we talking we're not, about we're Puff Daddy right now. White people. We're talking about we're that talking about, sucker right now. We yeah. talking about we talking about a brother. <laughs> we we're talking about, about Puff Daddy. Yeah, he's a brother. Y'all don't like Diddy, do you? No, he's an asshole. Terrence, he's a scumbag. Take that. Take that. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> so if so, I guess the question is, which is the thing that matters most? Getting these people out there and quality music, quality art out there into the world uh, in the short term, or knowing that you're shitting all over people who either are ignorant or are not thinking in the long term. Which taking advantage is, of your own people. Taking advantage of your own people and then and then swearing up and down that you're for the black community. Get the fuck out of here. No, you're not. You're for yourself. He's a scumbag and he's a monster. I felt that way for fucking men forever and I will always but feel that way. He yes, brought he you those, that dancery though. He definitely did. Bring me the goddamn dancery. He did. But ask Mary J. Blige how she feels about, about, about Puffy now. Oh, she's always gonna be forever grateful to Puffy, man. Let's no, no, be no, 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 no. When's the last time you heard her words about how Puffy fucked her? Huh? I, I haven't heard because, because I heard it recently. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Maybe, maybe Diddy felt like that at the time, uh, but he felt like these artists couldn't handle that type of content. Hold, 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 look, look, look. hold that thought because we got less than a minute. Let's pick it up on the other side. On the other side. Next time on the main satellite. Yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. All right, good night, bro. All right. Take it easy, bro. All right. All right.